Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Papa Production. I'm your host there, Papa, coming at you with what's real. And for today's hot topic, we are going to be discussing the importance of trauma, part two. But before we do that, you already know what we have to do first. We have to answer a pop-up question, of course. And for today's pop-up question is coming from a good friend named Claire. I do not have her audio recording, but I do have her question. So I want to give Claire a quick shout out on the show. Thank you so much, Claire, for sending in a question to the show. It is super much appreciated. And for you guys out there, you guys already know what to do. But if you don't, Here's a quick reminder. All you gotta do is head over to Popper Production Media on Instagram, click the link in the bio, and send in your question through that. It's just that simple. If you would like a quick shout out on the show, but if you don't, that's okay too. So without further ado, let's get into today's question. Okay, guys, so Claire's question was, what is my progress on rewatching Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning? And I have to say that I am a humongous disappointment when it comes to binge watching shows with like super long seasons only with the only the shows that have like super long seasons I can be a bit of a disappointment because my progress is season seven episode four I believe so it could be episode three but I'm not really too sure because watching Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning is exhausting because like I said before it's a whole hour show and each season has like 20 to 25 episodes in it so just imagine if it would go a lot more quicker if there was commercials involved if it was pre-recorded the night before and you can just fast forward to the commercials but no I'm literally binge watching a full hour uninterrupted on Netflix and I'm honestly about ready to give up because it's just like it's so tiring and sometimes the reason why my progress is like really slow is because of the fact that like I'll end up watching something else or I'll completely forget about Grey's Anatomy altogether and then I'll click on it and watch an episode and then that'll be like it for like that week but I don't know should I give up my progress on watching Grey's Anatomy or should I continue the journey let me know on a proper production page but thank you so much um for sending in your question to the show claire it was super much appreciated and for you guys out there you guys already know what to do if you would like a quick shout out on the show all you gotta do is head over to pop-up production media on instagram click the link in the bio and send in your question through there it's just that simple so without further ado let's get into today's hot topic Okay, guys, now before I move any further, I just have to say that there is only two more episodes left of this season. Yes, I know this is coming as a shocker, but I have to give you guys a shout out because you guys have been super awesome with sending in your questions to the show. You guys have been super supportive. You guys have been giving recommendations and you guys have stuck with me when I took that humongous break, which I do apologize still, but you guys still stuck with me you guys still continue to listen to the show and you guys have just been extremely awesome and honest to god i didn't really think that i would continue the show after episode one i just thought that it wasn't really gonna take off but you guys have been playing these episodes like crazy as a matter of fact our most played episode is the grammys talk see i know people out there would hear what i had to say about the grammys 
and you guys are awesome because personally I think that's one of my favorite episodes from this season so kudos to you guys you guys have been super super awesome so why don't we just head right into our hot topic so Our second episode of this season was The Importance of Trauma Part 1, and I stated that I was going to do a Part 2, and in in our Part 1 episode, it was a little bit more heavier and sensitive, so what we're going to do is we're just going to do a little recap on um, what trauma is and how it affects people, and then we're going to do a little bit, a quick recap on some ways that we can cope and um, better coping skills and stuff that we can do to manage our anger and how and our stress. And then thirdly, what I want to do is I want to talk to you guys about Facebook groups because I think that they're super helpful and they would be amazing for a hot topic for today. So just a quick little, um, you know, reminder on what trauma is because there are some people that still don't really know what trauma fully is so just some quick little um readings um trauma can be a one-time event such as an accident injury or a violent attack especially if it was unexpected or happened in a childhood we talked about that in the second episode um ongoing rentless stress such as living in a crime hidden neighborhood Um, battling a life-threatening illness or experiencing traumatic events that occur repeatedly, such as bullying, domestic violence, or childhood neglect. We also talked about that in the episode of part one. And um, lastly, commonly overlooked cases such as surgery, especially in the first three years of a life, the sudden death of someone close, the breakup of a significant relationship, or a humiliating or deeply disappointing experience, especially if someone was um, domestically cruel. I think that's the word, but we're going to move on. So we also talked about that in our part one episode. So those are just a little bit quick um, reminders on what trauma fully is. So, um serious illnesses, sexual, physical, or verbal abuse, neglect, domestic violence. We all talked about that in the first um, part one episode. And moving on from healing the trauma, just a quick reminder on how people heal differently. Trauma symptoms typically last from a few days to a few months. Um, greatly fading as you process the unsetting event. But even when you're feeling better, you may be troubled from time to time by painful memories. We also talked about that. Um, This is a little bit off topic, but it has to do with this episode. So there is this podcast app called Bloody Disgusting. For my horror fans out there, Bloody Disgusting is an app where they play scary podcasts they keep you updated on um scary games video scary video games and horror movies and all that jazz i love the app um and there was this one podcast episode that i listened to it was this and they most they're mostly story podcasts so that stuff that's something definitely to check out and i don't remember the title of the episode that i listened to but um there was this episode where this girl had 
scary event and anniversaries are one way that some people recognize their traumas as um what happened in their life early on so that's something that I remember from that episode where she had like an anniversary of a trauma experience coming up but um some people do have that with trauma so um going back to the quick reading you may be troubled from time to time by painful memories or emotions especially in response to triggers such as in an anniversary of the event or something that reminds you of the trauma literally just what i just got done saying we talked about that in the first um part one so tips to tips to recovery um to get you moving um trauma disrupts your body's natural um i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that word um let's see here okay um we're gonna move on from that paragraph so Trying to exercise for 30 minutes or more um, on most days, or if it's easier, three, 10 minutes um, squats of exercise per day are just good. Um, sprouts? Sprouts? Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, so sorry for mispronouncing these words. But um, we're going to move on from that. Because this is all just a refresher of what we talked about in the second episode, part one. So I want to move on to um, coping skills, better tips for coping with our triggers and with what in trauma and stuff like that. So um, here's a list of things we could write, draw, paint, do photography. And as you guys know, on the photography page, I do photography that's something that I really enjoy doing. We can play an instrument, we can sing, dance, etc. Um, we could act, take a shower or a bath. That's something new that I don't remember talking about. So I guess taking a bath or a shower is relaxing to some people when they, you know, have memories of their traumatic experience or ways that they can calm down and just, you know, relax. So Taking a shower or a bath is one of them. That's on this list. Gardening, that's another new that's a new thing. I don't think we mentioned that in the last episode. Um, take a walk or go for a drive. I think that's something new that we never talked about in the part one episode. Um, definitely going for a drive for me would probably be one. I love to drive and I think that it would be possibly one of my coping skills because I could just listen to my music as I'm driving and drive around the peninsula or whatnot. Um, watching te- watching television or a movie, watch cute kitten videos on YouTube. I prefer dog videos, but hey, um, play a game, go shopping, clean, organize your environment, read, take a break or a vacation. So take a break or a vacation. Um... I wouldn't really consider that as a coping skill on relieving stress from your traumatic experience or your triggers. And that sounds like something that you need to have money. So we're not really going to um, worry about that last one right there. So social coping skills could be 
talking to someone you trust. If we've talked about that in the part one episode, um, set boundaries and say no. I believe we talked about that. Write a note to someone you care about. That's something new. Use humor. So trying to tell jokes is something that's definitely, definitely helpful in like social environments and when you're talking to people because it's always nice to talk to people and relate to them and get them laughing and whatnot and just have a good laugh because what did they say? Laughter is the best medicine. So that's something new that we could do. Humor, um, care for a play with a pet. Um, that's something new. Play with a pet. That's, I think we talked about that, but we can add that in the new pile. So, um, role play, challenge situations with others. That I think that would revolve around not necessarily the humor, but spending time with friends and family. I think that definitely would go with the whole role play challenges situations with others because that's something that sounds like a game thing. So, um, those are the two same things. So, um, encouraging others. That's something that we definitely, definitely really need to start doing, especially in today's world. Encouragement can definitely go a long way. Um, So one more little bit tips and tricks, one more list, I should say. Um, Brainstorm situations, lower your expectations of the situation. That's something that I've definitely started to do. Um, in general, just low my lower my expectations and stuff like that, because um, you really can't um, not necessarily you really can't just rely on people to do things or to keep their promises, which is why I never keep promises because you can't keep them if you make promises. But um, lower your expectations can really go a long way, and you'll really see how far you'll open up to people once you lower your expectations, and that goes with everything. That goes with finding the right guy or girl um that goes with like finding a good job that goes with pretty much anything and everything that goes on throughout your life keeping a high expectations or high tolerance is really not good and it's not really good on your image or your personality because you're just gonna remain like this stuck up person and no one wants to hang out or be around a stuck up person all the time if their expectations are high, if their standards are high. So try to lower your expectations. I'll go with once a day and you'll really start to see how well you've opened up with people and yourself. So um, just to read a couple little bit more, um, keep an inspirational quote with you. That's something that I definitely do in my free time. I definitely tend to go on Pinterest or um, whenever I'm watching a show. I have I definitely tend to steal their quotes and I just save it in my notes on my phone. Um, just read a couple little bit more. Write a list of strengths. That's something new that we didn't talk about. So write it down your strengths. So a pros and cons list. That's something that people can definitely do. Write a pros and cons list. That seems to help out in any situation. And lastly, accept the challenge with a positive attitude. So that's something that we all can definitely work on is, you know, fixing our attitudes, you know, trying to try to stay positive throughout the day. And if someone's 
irritating you or pissing you off, um, it's always best to try to stay positive only in their presence. So then that way, when you walk away from the situation, you can take one of these coping skills, which is talk to a trusted friend or a family member, and you can vent to them. So that's just a little bit of a recap on stuff that we talked about in the last episode with the importance of trauma part one and coping skills and we actually got to see well we actually got to read some new coping skills so that's also great too so now i want to talk to you guys about facebook groups because that's something that i've started to do and i think that it would be very very helpful for some of you guys out there because not only do you like it's a community pretty much and you meet new people um not necessarily like virtual and all that it's just that like I find these Facebook groups to be helpful and they're just groups about stuff that like you like your hobbies and whatnot and so I'm in a ton of Facebook groups I'm in a Twilight Facebook group I'm in a Degrassi Facebook group I just recently joined a Grey's Anatomy Facebook group um I'm in a baseball group because baseball is my favorite sport. I'm in a lot of these groups. And, oh, I'm in a Spongebob group. I just joined that one, too. And they're just groups of a bunch of memes and people posting, like, their opinions on shows, movies, etc. And they're just sharing pictures and whatnot. And I think that joining a Facebook group would definitely make someone, like, you know, a little bit more happier because of the fact that, like you're sharing the same experiences that you have with other people and it's very very helpful in the long run because whenever I go on Facebook and I'm strolling through my feed it's always either like negative stuff seeing friends smoke weed drink do all that unpleasant stuff that I'm not really down with so when I go to the groups area and I click on a group that I'm with so like a Spongebob group or a generations group where like the early 2000s kind of group i feel comfortable i feel happy i feel like i'm with the people that i belong with the right crowd i should say and so because it's just people that are my age or people that share the same interest with me sharing opinions on stuff that we have an interest in liking so with twilight there's been and you guys there's conversations too like there's debates there's conversations within these groups about certain things so for twilight for an example so i'm in the twilight group and we've had discussions about edward and jake and bella and just recently i made a comment in the feed i asked the question i was like when and how did Bella fall in love so quickly in the first movie? And I got so much replies back. And I'm not going to lie, there might be some people that are against you with your opinion, but that's okay because they share, they're interested, they're involved, they share the same interest as you. They're, you know, responding back, they're just trying to feel like they belong. And so I find that to be awesome and incredible. So, and you can join as many groups as you want to because it's Facebook and Facebook is free. Um, 
So that's just something that I just wanted to talk to you guys about with Facebook groups, because I think that it's a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to get, you know, better involved with like, you know, an online community slash fantasy because you're talking to other people from all over the place who share the same interests with you who feel just the way that you feel and that are just trying to you know get a good laugh out in their groups or whatnot so this might seem like a little bit quick topic but i want to thank you guys again for listening to another episode of pop-up production thank you again claire for sending in questions to the show and for you guys out there you guys already know what to do if you guys would like a quick shout out on the show all you gotta do is head over to pop-up production media on instagram click the link in the bio and send in your question through there it's just that simple so I stated in the importance of trauma part one that there will be a training today in this episode. So I'll see you guys in our training today. Okay, guys. So our training today is um, about pink and pink offers to pay fines for a handball team that wouldn't wear bikini bottoms. Now, this is something that I saw on my Echo Show, on my Amazon Echo Show, and I watched, like, the 20-second video about it, and it was pretty much this European group who refused to wear bikinis in their volleyball tournament, and they got fined for it. And so Pink stepped up and said, hey, you guys are assholes, and I'll pay for the team's fine. So let's continue reading. So Norway's women's beach handball team doesn't need to worry about paying for a fine, refusing to play in a bikini bottoms during a recent tournament. Pink's got them covered. The pop star said she would be happy to pay the fine herself after Norway's team was penalized 1,500 euros, which comes to 17, which comes to 1,767 dollars in U.S. you know money for wearing for wearing five length shorts during a bronze medal match against Spain last week in protest of the Euro 2021 tournament regional bikini bottom uniform design. So Pink also took to her Twitter saying, I'm very proud of my Norwegian female beach handball team for protesting the very sexist rules about their uniform. The European Handball um, Foundation should be founded for sexism good on y'all ladies i'll be happy to pay for your fines for you keep it up so that post got 166,000 likes i mean as it should i mean we love pink i mean it's just point blank period sexist i mean here we are yet again back to square one like a year ago where we have men telling women what they can and cannot do with their bodies it's disgusting and so i'm gonna continue reading so I'm very proud of the Norwegian female beach um, handball team for protesting their very sexist rules about the uniforms pink tweeted Saturday. The European handball foundation should be fined for sexism. Good on y'all ladies. I'll be happy to pay for your fines. Keep it up. Um, the team was fined for improper clothing, according to the statement from the European Handball Association Disciplinary um, Commission. So... That's just complete BS and a load of baloney because, first of all, 
why do you want to see a bunch of women jump around playing a sport in a bikini? I mean, it should be optional whether or not if they want to show their body off like that in front of grown men. But the fact that their own country is fining them for not wearing the proper clothing speaks a whole lot of volume. So we're going to continue to keep reading because this is interesting and people should know that this is not okay and that it's very sexist. So, um... It's not appropriate clothing for the activity when they are playing in the sand. Um, Marivan Hambaugh, federal president, I'm not even going to pronounce his name, said, told NBC News last week. What are you talking about? Because no matter what, you're going to get sand anywhere and everywhere. So it doesn't even matter if they're wearing a bikini, if they're wearing thigh length shorts, they're going to get sand anywhere. And wouldn't you think that you would get more sand wearing a bikini than you would wearing more of a covered shorts so that definitely sounds suspicious right there because i would think that if you were a female if i was a female and i'm playing a sport in the beach and i'm jumping all over the place and i'm leaping and falling on sand that i would get sand everywhere on my privates and everywhere on my body so i think that wearing thigh length shorts would give you a little bit more of a protection and a little bit more cover and so for those of you that know the story and that have seen the post on instagram and i'm looking at the picture right now they look appropriate to me they look 110 percent appropriate wearing they're all wearing the same length shorts they're all wearing the same bra sports bra they look appropriate so pink is right they their country should be fine themselves because it's just disgusting so let's continue reading a little bit more. So men's beach handball players are allowed to play in tank tops and shorts while women have to wear bikini bottoms and mid-riff brawling tops, according to the International Handball Federation um, Regions. The Norwegian team decided to make a statement by wearing shorts in the bronze medal game after having a penalized... Um, for more than a decade for shorts to be allowed to be worn in a beach handball. So um, I'm going to keep reading a little bit more. It was very spontaneous. We thought, let's just do it um, now and then see what happens. Um, I'm not even going to pronounce these names because they're European and it's um, player Katana told Norwegian broadcast NRK. So, um, one more. The team received an outpouring of support for its stand, including from Norway's Minister of Culture. We tweeted in Nor yeah, we tweeted in Nor Norway that the rule was completely ridiculous. And so, um, that's the last paragraph, but just to do a quick recap it's just all disgusting and they were in the wrong and they know that they were in the wrong so that's why they allowed the women to wear their thigh high shorts because it's sexist and it's a little bit too late to change what you said and to change what you did after the fact that an american who has all the money in the world is paying for your country's team. I mean, it's your own country's team and you're 
upset because they're not going to be shaking their asses around in a bikini bottom. It's disgusting. Grown men telling women what to do is disgusting. Telling them how to control their body, telling them what they can and cannot wear is disgusting. And there should be a stop to it. So that's all I'm going to say. Today's trending today was pretty interesting. But I want to thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Papa Production. And I will see you guys later. Papa out.